It's one o'clock and time for the services from the Calvary Baptist Church of Gainesville. Now, Pastor Raymond Laddie. I'm going to preach a little bit of a different type of message today because of some things that happened to me this past week. I know that two weeks away, I think it's the second Sunday in September. You Do you remember what that day is? And I think it's a good day. You know, today we have so many. This day is National Taco Day and this day is National uh, Doberman Day. And oh, there's all these days, but... Two weeks from now is a really good day worth celebrating. Anybody know what it is? Sunday? Grandparents' days. Am I right on that? Grandparents' day. And so this is my grandparents' day sermon a little bit early, okay? I felt led to preach this this week because of, of uh, how do we view old age? Now, we've got a wanna coming. We put a lot of resources toward our youth. We should. There is an ever-shrinking window that they are very sensitive to the gospel and sensitive that we can make an impact on them in the name of Jesus to introduce them to those things. But we often kind of omit our older folks. Now, I've got to be real careful how I word things today uh, because I could get in trouble, all right? But society looks at aging a bit differently than I think God would have us to look at aging. Uh, and we're going to explore some of those things today. But what I want to do to start off with, and this may be where I get in trouble, is I want anybody that's less than, let me pick a magic number here, 50 to stand up. If you're less than 50, okay? Lord, help me. Lord, help me here. All right, so we're about half and half, right? So I just want you all to look around at these older folks that are young at heart. Amen? All right, and I want you to... Look at them, and I want to read you this verse today to start off with of how the script, and then I'll let you sit down. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 32 says, says Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head. That means you shall show honor and rise to those with gray or white or, dare I say, blue hair, okay? It's what that means. You may be seated. I wanted to illustrate that today. So even in the book of Leviticus, as God was dealing with, uh, you know, the, the, the different peoples uh, in Moses' time, they'd come out of Egypt, honor the old, or the, the, those that are up in years. He says, honor the face of the old man, and fear thy God, I am the Lord. That's pretty cut and dried, isn't it? You know, society that we live in today is, is uh, you know, fighting aging. And in a way, there's nothing wrong with that. We want to be young and, and we want to be as healthy as possible. But there, spiritually and from a, I guess, a spiritual perspective that we're getting at here, aging has great benefits. You know, we know that aging came onto the scene by sin because Adam and Eve were eternal and they were at the apex physically without sin. Yet aging come on the scene, but as God always does, he uses that for to, for his glory, and he uses that to teach us. This past week, and, and I, uh, before I get into that story, what worries me sometimes is that sometimes older folks that are retired, especially those that have health problems and may be shut in, because of the pace of the world and, and how hard it is to make a living and all the other things that we've got going on, they tend to get pushed aside sometimes. Not not meaning to, you know, many many times, but... I've heard, I've heard older folks say, I feel like I'm not as useful as I used to be. And I, and I, I kind of got to thinking about that this week because not only did I see, I see that in other people in my job sometimes, but I also think that can happen in the church. So in God's house, it should be 
people are important from 95 to 5. I mean, we got little Lily back here, who's the youngest, obviously, just a few months old. And I'm not going to dare ask who the oldest member is here today, but I've got a pretty good idea. There is still a use and is a purpose for all of these things and you being here. Chapters in life come and go. You know, God might close one chapter in your life and open another one. But I want you to understand, I don't care how old you are, if you're listening out there today and maybe you couldn't be here because of the infirmities of old age or sickness or whatever it is, you are very useful. You have a purpose. Don't ever give up and say, you know, I just, I just feel like my best days are behind me. The roles change. You've been there and done that, amen? You've got those wrinkles and those scars and those worry lines and, uh, that, that show that you have been on a journey that you have experienced life, that you have, most importantly, grown spiritually. And some of us grow at different rates there sometimes. But this past week, I'll tell the story now. Friday's usually my other day off, obviously, Sunday and Friday. I take my routine on Fridays is I get up and I take Katie to school, and then I'll go back by Kroger and pick up my order uh, that I've made the night before on the orders of my beautiful bride, Amy. So I'll make it, and it's nice to be able to pick it up, go home, put it up, and then enjoy the rest of my day, hopefully do what I need to do. Well, I got, I got my groceries, got Katie to school, got my groceries, and I, my car's about 10 years old, and Katie has affectionately named it Squeaky because of obvious reasons. So anyway, make a long story short, I break down of all places right in the middle of Royal Lakes. Now, my car doesn't have the best paint job, you know, all those kind of things, but it, at that point it had ran. So here I am stranded. I, I messed around with the battery cables, uh, got it running again, got about another, I don't know, 200 yards down the road just outside of Royal Lakes, and it broke down again. Well, when I was the first time I was stuck, I was piddling around, and a fellow came jogging down the road, and he saw me, and he made a U-turn and started jogging back the other way, and I don't blame him. So I thought, well, what am I going to do? So... Everybody's at work, everybody's at school, you don't want to bother anybody. You know how that is, people are going about their day. I call my dad, he's retired, uh, and he's at home with mom, and I call him, he says, I'm on my way. So he comes, but before he got there, Mary Ann and Ray pull up and say, is that you? I said, yeah, it's me. <laughs> is that your car? So they said, do you need anything? I said, no, I got dad coming, it's all good. But you see, God has a purpose for them that blessed me that day. So dad, that day basically saved me. He come, I had groceries in the back of the car, you know, the perishables and everything. He come and gets those, takes them back and says, good luck, call a record. Uh, no, he didn't. He was a tremendous help. We tried to jump it off, but the idler belt came off and it wrapped around everything, only me. But I say all that to illustrate that there's a purpose and he, I, I, Dad and Mom both and other people in my life have bailed me out of situations many times. And they're useful. And sometimes we forget that. My mother-in-law, she's useful. All of you. I don't care how old you are. You know, my mom can't really get to church anymore much because of what she's dealing with. She's useful. If you're here today, I don't care how old you are. If you're listening today, I don't care if you're 95 and in an assisted living home, you are useful. God's got you on this earth for a purpose. And we'll explore that here a little bit more in just a moment. But we live in a society today, as I've said, that, you know, is all about transcending old age and all about transcending this human limitation 
that sin causes is brought on by uh, sin, the aging process. You know, Elon Musk is working on anti-aging stuff, and, and uh, you know, there's people get facelifts and do all that kind of stuff today and do other things, and, and I'm, I'm not judging that. That's up to the individual, but there is an honor and a dignity to aging and having gray hair. There's an honor and a dignity. You ever thought about it like this? Jesus aged. Now you say, wait a minute, he was 33, you know, when he went to the cross, started his ministry at 30. That's exactly right, fair point, but he aged. He went from a little baby, and he grew up, and he began to understand things. He was on a spiritual journey, yet he was God and knew all things, but the human side of him, which is hard to understand and grasp sometimes, developed. You know, when he went to the temple, and he had disappeared from mom and dad when they went for the festival and he was around 12 years old and he was teaching and he was just wooing and amazing those old sage prophets and men, the scholars of, of, the, of the, the literature they had at the time and he was speaking things to them that stirred them and they had never heard anything like it at 12 years old but his mom and dad found him and he said as a spunky Smart alecky, 12-year-old boy would have said, Mom, shouldn't I be about my father's business? Hello, my dad's God. And she's like, yes, but you're coming home with us because right now your dad is also Joseph, you know. And he was in that, that physical transformation that comes with age. Some people live longer than others, but there's a beauty in it. I want to share another verse with you. Uh, let's go over to Psalms. Chapter 71, verse 18. The psalmist, who we presume to be David, says, Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not. Forsake me not. You know, I can understand that in the, the world that we live in today, how many of you older ones remember plowing a mule or driving a wagon? Larry, brave man. Ray? I know Mr. Earl has. Yeah. Well, how many of you has, have flown a drone this past week or downloaded something on your iPhone? You've seen changes in society unlike any other generation. And sometimes I think that that can be a struggle. You know, that can be a struggle because you see that and you think, well, I got left behind a long time ago. And society kind of thinks, you know, even younger generations now, you know, kind of look at the old ways and go, all that's wrong. And that's not what God teaches. That's not what God says in the Bible. Yes, some of it could be a little bit off, but God says and is very serious about us honoring and learning from and serving and helping our elders. We should never, we should never confuse that with anything else. It says, forsake me not until I have showed my strength unto this generation. This generation, through Awana that we're trying to reach and through our Wednesday night services and all the other things that we do, they need to see your faithfulness. Because let's, be, let's just be honest. For whatever reasons, and we could discuss a lot of reasons why that's the case, the older generation, for the most part, in a lot of churches are the faithful generation. And people say, well, the way it's done now is too archaic. Or the, you know, and, and that's kind of a different conversation. However, you are faithful. And when they see you get up and come to church or, or do what you can, even if you can't get to church, 
when it hurts and when it's not easy, whether you realize it or not, that's a powerful witness. I love that verse because he says, Forsake me not until I have shown my strength unto this generation, and they need to see godly, Christ-like strength. They need to see people who are real, who do have their faults and failures because of sin, but who reach out to God and show faith in Jesus. And say, Jesus, help me when it gets hard and when there are those challenges of, of advanced age that, uh, that you deal with. I don't understand how sometimes younger folks can just kind of abandon some of the older ones for whatever reason. I, I don't, that, that, that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of troubles me. And we can see that in all families sometimes. You know, Jesus, as he was hanging on the cross, as he was in that terrible pain and he was suffering and bearing my sins upon the cross and shedding those cleansing drops of blood, looked over, looked at John and said, I want you to see Mama take care of Mother when I'm gone. When this chapter is over and when I go back, you know, to heaven and, and uh, I'll send the Holy Spirit, but in, during that time, you take care of her. She was aging. She was getting older. He didn't say, you know, she's old. Throw her away. He said, take care of her. As his mom. She had borne him up. She had been persecuted because of the ways of the world and all the rumors that went around about her and, and uh, Joseph. She had changed his diaper. She had fed him. She had kissed the boo-boos when he skinned his knee. She had scolded him and said, yes, your father is in heaven, but I'm your earthly mother. He has given me that, that great, that great uh, honor and great responsibility. And here's what you're going to do until the time is right, that you go to that next chapter of your ministry. He never forgot those things, and he loved her. And he loved her. I'm so thankful to have the mom and dad that I have. I'm so thankful to have the aunts and uncles that I have. And I know sometimes in this present world, you know, the chapters of life change, and you may feel like you're shut in. You may feel like, you know, the world has moved on and forgotten me. You are still useful. You're still very vital to the work of the kingdom, to the work of this church. Uh, I know what kind of work you do. I see Miss Margie helping out in Bible school in Anawana. I see uh, Brenda. I can mention all of you, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but all of you. I've seen Glenda and what she's done. I've seen... All of you, Betty and Earl, who still work so hard in the church to make it clean and, and do, the, do, do the work that they do. I know all of you do. Some of you are musicians. Some of you clean. Some of you have literally drove nails and laid bricks on every part of this church in one way or the other. But you're still useful. You might not be able to do that anymore, but you can pray. You can be an example. You can encourage. And young folks, look at them. Stand in respect because God would have you to do that. Yes, they're sinners. We all have failures. They've made mistakes in life, but they might be able just to help you not make those same mistakes. Amen? Love them. Adore them. Yeah, you know, they're from a different generation, and they'll say things you don't want to hear sometimes. That's the truth, but that's love. I went and saw an elderly couple that are shut in a while back, and I love this man uh, because he's, he's, he's an old-school mountain guy. Some of you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to name their names, but I love them to death, and he is he's brutally honest. And I walked in. I said, hey, brother, and he's had a stroke, and he's still feisty, though, and he said, boy, you're getting fat. 
that. Amen. <laughs> a lot of people would take offense to that. I love that man. He said, don't do like me and get fat and get sick. And I said, all right, yes, sir. But he's a throwback to another time. He served his country in the military years ago during Vietnam. They're great people, and I love them. And you know what? They see to it every month that we have food for Awana to serve those children before we go into the ministry. They're useful. They're important. And I don't care how old you are here today, you still are too. And I want to tell you that. And I, don't, I want you, when you get down, talk to folks. When you get to a point that, you know, you, you feel like you're forgotten, you're not. We all live busy lives, and we don't mean it. We love you. Maybe some of us should go see that person that we haven't gone seen in a long time. Let them know that we love them because you don't know what the next day holds. Maybe we should ask mom and daddy about those things that happened in the past. I love to hear my daddy tell stories. He don't forget anything. He's a whole lot smarter than I am, remembers things better than I do about times that just seem foreign because of how society's changed. But he tells stories about the saints of old that he knew. And that is an example to me today, even in their death, that they have that legacy because they had faith. You have strength to offer this generation that's lost, that don't know which way's up anymore because of what society's teaching them. You have your grandchildren, your, your nieces and nephews. Even if you don't have children of your own, there's somebody that you influence. And I get tickled at work. Uh, older, older people will come in and... Uh, it's usually really advanced people in age, older women and stuff, and we, we do digital coupons. And they get so mad about those digital coupons because you have to get on your phone and have the app and you have to download that, that card, and they get so mad about that. So I've learned one of the things I'll do now is I'll just get a sticker that we have and I'll just give them that price and let them go check out with it. Because a lot of them don't have a phone. If they do, they don't know how to use it. The world has changed that much. And they get so frustrated. It's got to be almost like Daniel sometimes being in Babylon. Amen? It's, it's just changed so much. And it's a foreign world. I mean, you know, they, they've seen more changes in 60 or 70 years than world on, than the world has seen in its whole history almost, except maybe the fall from the garden uh, when sin came in. So we need to look to them. We're here to serve them. We're here to learn from them. We're here to take time out and... And yeah, like I say, they might rub you the wrong way sometimes. They're going to tell you the truth. You know, in our, in our don't offend me society sometimes, they're exactly what we need to hear. Amen? The truth. Because the truth can help us point, point out what's right. But I love that verse. I'm going to read it again. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have shown your strength to this generation and your power to everyone that is to come. How does that work? You share your testimony. You talk about tragic times that God got you through. You talk about he, how he took ashes that were a part of your life at that point and he turned them into beauty, beauty. That he took tarnish and turned it into gold. That he might have, as Job said, refined you in the fire. You have a testimony to help young folks with. Young folks, look at them. Respect them. There's no respect anymore for elders, for the most part, in society. They can be seen as a nuisance or primitive even or archaic when God says, 
stand up in their presence. Honor them. Show them respect. And I'm reminded of the story in the New Testament when Jesus came on the scene and was born. It's always usually a Christmas story. I think of two people, Simeon, who was older, and Anna, who was about 84, I guess, and was a widower. They went to the temple whenever they could. It says they were about the temple all the time. They were faithful. They understood and had spiritual insight that God was sending a Savior. And as God honors people who honor him, guess what? Oh, Simeon's there one day, and guess who comes in the temple? Mary and Joseph and a little baby. He was probably, he could have been a toddler. Could have been toddling around by that point. And he was able to hold, in his old age, the Savior of the world and prophesy and say, not only is he consolation for my people, the Jews, but he's salvation for the Gentiles of the world too. Now I can die in peace. What an honor. How God honored him. And the same thing with Anna. She was able to behold the young Jesus. He honored those two elderly people in their old age. There was a purpose for them. There was a purpose that that was recorded in the Gospels for us to read today of how God honored that advanced age and then that faith. I say all this today because I want to encourage you. You're loved. You're appreciated. You're needed. And God still has a plan for you. Amen? God still has a plan for you. You are useful. As Onesimus was found useful, that's what his name means, when he found Jesus, Paul sent, it, sent him back with a letter to Philemon and said, now he's useful. He's not useless. He's useful. And so are our older folks. So I encourage you younger people, find somebody. I would ask you to do this. In the name of Jesus, I would ask you to do this. Look out. Think about who you might go and thank and love on and help. Maybe you take them a few groceries. Maybe you could mow their grass or just, just spend time with them. A lot of times the best thing you can do and let them know how much you love them and ask them about the days gone by and ask them for advice. They'll give it to you. They'll be humble about it usually, but they'll share with you and pray with you and encourage you. You know, I can, again, think of Jesus pointing John to his mother and said, Behold her. The sacrifices she's made, what she's been through, how, and I, I know too that as he hung there and he looked at her, he knew how her heart was being ripped apart to see what was happening to him on that cross. That's the love of the mother that never ends, or a grandmother, or a father, or a grandfather. So love them, help them, serve them, learn from them. I want to read another couple of verses here. Actually, let me read uh, all of Psalms 92. It is a good thing, and I, I thought about us worshiping here at Calvary when I read this, with people from different backgrounds and different ages, for one reason sing praises and thanks to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and remember that we are here to go out and share that love, to be a light to that generation, to, to spread the gospel. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, 
upon the harp with a solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. When the wicked spring as the grass, and when the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is they that shall be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for though thine enemies shall perish, all the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see my desire on mine enemies, and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. And you're still bringing forth fruit. I don't care what anybody says. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Aged Christians, you still have work to do. God's still got a plan for you, and it may be the greatest purpose that he has for your entire life. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. You've been through a lot of things. Praise him. Shine a light to this next generation, the light of Jesus, and continue on in the good work that he's got for you until you draw your last breath. He loves you. We love you. May God be glorified today. Pray for our WANA program. Pray for our Wednesday night that will begin this coming Wednesday. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, every one of these older people <coughs> excuse me, would tell you that the difference they were young once and probably foolish in some ways, amen? Yeah, we all were. They would tell you that the difference is Jesus. The difference is the mercy and grace and the forgiving power of Jesus through his sacrifice on the cross. Is that what you'd say, older folks? Amen. Amen. Put those words in your mouth because I know that's what you would say. And they would share that with the younger generation. Listen to them. Learn from them. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I don't care if you're 5 or 95, and you know that you're a sinner, the Spirit's pointed that out. You know that you need a Savior. Your life may be undone and may be, have all these problems in it. Bring them to Jesus in faith, and he'll save you, young or old. I say, I've seen uh, in this church, we've in years past, we've seen 62- and 63-year-old former mobsters, mafia members, come and accept Jesus as their Savior and to see the new creature that is made by the power and the glory of Christ and the Holy Spirit is amazing. If you're going through that process of aging, God has used it to bring you closer to Him, to develop you spiritually, and to show His glory in even the infirmities and the lines and the wrinkles of old age. Amen? That's the way we should see it. May God bless you today. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for the example of our older church members, our older brothers and sisters in Christ. We're thankful for their faithfulness. They show 
a generation that's in some ways is a little less faithful what it means to be faithful. Not a perfect life, but it's a life that shines a light of Jesus and shows his power, mercy, and grace. Thank you for them. Father, if there's one that's discouraged because they cannot be here today, I pray that you comfort them and encourage them in the spirit. May they be reminded that their journey's not yet complete, that the work is not yet done, and they are useful in the kingdom for the glory of, of Christ, Father. Encourage them today, those that are ailing, please heal them. We're thankful for the miracles that you've wrought here in years past. Lord, we're thankful for the miracles that are yet to come in salvations and in changed lives. We believe and we trust. Bless each one here, whatever their efforts are, whatever their contributions are, Father, to the cause of Christ. I pray that you bless those, that you would multiply those and their blessings. Thank you for the work that is, a, that is set a, a, in front of us that at times seems daunting and impossible, that all things are possible through Jesus, Father, our Savior. Lord, we're thankful for the power that you've given us to overcome, to see heaven, and to pass that word along to others. Help us to do so faithfully. We turn this time of invitation over to you. And Father, I pray that if we're younger here today, or even if we're older, that we would go to somebody maybe that we admire and love and tell them that and how useful they are, not only to us as individuals, but for the further cause of Christ. Lord, we turn this time of reflection and invitation over to you. We ask for guidance of the Spirit, the convicting power of the Spirit, and strength and light and vision for the days to come. May Christ be glorified in all those things and all these things. And we ask it in his name. Amen. 97.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia. Welcome.